This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So in case you don't know, this is Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, and we are here with Stephanie, who was a co-host for a while. Maybe we'll get her back when she's not writing a book a day yeah. or something like that. Uh, we love having Stephanie uh, beforehand, and if you don't know what Stephanie does, uh, Stephanie is probably the most real demonologist there is on the internet, uh, written several books, including some on necromancy. Uh, I consider that... It's part and parcel with Saturn, but not all there is to Saturn. So before we really start on Saturn, I think I got to clarify something with Jupiter since we're moving up through the things. And we had Jason Miller on the show last week, and he was adamant that, that Jupiter is, is got so much on governance. And from his perspective of working with the god Jupiter, that is vastly different than the force of the planetary force. Uh, I think Jupiter on its own side of things does have more teaching aspects and guidance, but not necessarily constraints. And you know what happens if things just expand continuously? Cancer. It's the cancer verse. Like constant expansion, the cancer verse. The cancer. The cancer verse in Marvel. I don't know. It's just the way you word it. It's such a wordplay, the cancer verse. It's not a universe I want to be in. I don't either. And that gets to the whole topic today of why is Saturn still high on the tree and why do we need Saturn more than we think? And that's a good place to start because I think if people got exactly what they wanted and constant expansion, we would live in a hellscape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because you know what? When you're driving, constant expansion of your magical ability means that you would just blow up people, right? To go back to the <laughs> Mars here. Boom. A constant expansion and everything, you know, usually, and I said this in the show and kind of uh, Jason kind of just kind of was like, well, you know, it's not like that. It was like that for him, but he forgot back in the day, if you have too much Jupiterian energy and you can't act on it, it's a hellscape mm -hmm. because you have all these ideas, you have all these avenues and you don't have enough time. Or focus for that or focused. Focused. Or focus. So you have two limited resources of time and focus, which are inherently linked together. And this is why Saturn is so close to, I think, to start off why Saturn is so close to God, because you, Saturn forces you to choose and it's well, and the choices you make. Go ahead. Well, Saturn also, I mean, if you think about it, Saturn is the planet hard work. It's mm -hmm. the one that makes you pause and review everything that you're doing and to become an expert, to repeat something, to edit it, to, you know, uh, to keep doing it over and over again until you get it right. Right. And, and honestly, like we sometimes been relating this right to our society right now, like Saturn is the least like planet. It's often considered the great malevolent planet. But I mean, right now, what's going on? People want the fast buck. They want the fast solution. They want the fast this. 
that's why you know yeah i mean that's why tiktok is like the platform to learn magic now right because it's like 30 seconds but does it get you anywhere does it get closer saturn says no right and I mean, that said, also, you have so many books that actually where you have so many double blinds in them that you have to actually, well, actually, they're the more advanced books, like the key is the cot where you have to actually, like, go and read them and go through the work to realize where you lied on purpose. And even then, you're like, I don't have to spend this much work on this. I know it's this, so I'll just do it this. But it's still, it's there because you're purposely forcing people to go down ways that they would discover it's wrong only by doing hard work or being that good at that kind of work. Mm -hmm. And reviewing trip, it Stephanie. over and over again. Yep. That was reviewing your trip. So. <laughs> yep, reviewing it over and over again. Because sometimes in order to get everything that you need to get from something, you sometimes have to go back to the beginning. And sometimes you have to do that multiple times. So Saturn is like the ultimate transformation planet too, because all of that work and assessment and revisiting makes you go through it again and again and you're transformed by that so i mean everyone wants to think of saturn as just this just this planet for necromancy and death and and stagnation and all of that and that's really not the case i mean without saturn we wouldn't we would miss a lot of things i think without saturnian energy at work i think too like saturn is in a lot of traditions closely associated with the bones and i think that mm -hmm. gives you a direct idea of what it is sure we can put on weight, we can lose weight, we can gain muscle. But you know what we really cannot easily do is change their bone structure. Right. Once it's it's there. Uh, and this reworking thing, I think is great. Like the idea that Saturn forces go back to basics. Mostly, I think that the idea that Saturn is this malevolent planet, I think comes from, I mean, that's often what people are saying, the easiest things, but because necromancy, I think, is really frowned upon in Christianity. Mm -hmm. But in the same token, when you read Christian mystic, mystic, they're talking about Saturn being, and Agrippa's talking about it being the closest planet to God, which says a whole bunch of ceremonial magic things that I don't think anyone wants to. And even if you look at those older cultures, uh, across the board, everyone says Saturn had a golden time. They usually describe that time period, a golden time specifically around Saturnal rule. And then it goes off into expansion and other things, but every culture generally says there's a golden era that Saturn ruled and then it went to shit. But then they're referencing what time does specifically. Right. Well, and so if you I'm, think- Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like Saturn is, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of people say, you were talking earlier about the great abyss, that Saturn, it, I mean, really that is the great abyss because what do you have to do when you're traversing Da'at or Gath, if you wanna call it that, what do you have to do when you're traversing that? You have to face your fears. You have to do all the hard work. You have to uh, motivate yourself. You have to become an excellent version of yourself in order to cross that great abyss and come out the other side a better person. Whether or not we actually ever really come out the other side is another story, but because it's, you know. Every time I've had to do that, it's the lack of Saturn, which is the most frightening. Saturn gives you form. Mm -hmm. And once you go in there and don't have form, and, and I mean, this is related to necromancy. Uh, I think it's a very confusing thing for most dead uh, mm -hmm. to live without a body. Like, because without a body, you don't have time. Without time, you have no reference, whether you're in the future, the past, the present. 
you can't even make a story out of the event. And that's why I feel like once you take away Saturn or transcend Saturn in the tree, you get into this realm of who am I? Like what you're saying, like the best parts of yourself, but it's who am I really? Like the spirit of you, like who am I if I take myself out of every physical worry, every story narrative I had, every physical situation I have, who, what's left? What's left without a body? What's left without the structure, mm -hmm. right? And without the structure, is it really possible to get meaning? I don't know. The narrative structure of time is what actually get is the gift of meaning. Without it, how do spirits exist? Well, I'm pretty well convinced that they don't have time. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have time, they can't string together a story unless they go and get into relationships with us. Right, and that gets into that interfacing piece you've talked about and written a lot of material. Well, I've written a couple of essays. Like, Stephanie's written a lot on a lot of things. I've written one book. <laughs> and, and a couple very poignant essays, I would say. That's probably Well, I mean, also, I mean, you also have to look at it as when, you, when you're talking about, okay, so Saturn is, is manifestation. It's about manifestation. In the very mm. least, the process of manifestation. So it, I think that's it is important. Interesting. It's a process, mm -hmm. right? Like, right. if we go back to Jupiter, Jupiter is like the wonderful expansion, but it's like, well, how does shit get done? It's Saturn. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> you don't become a millionaire overnight because you expand to being a millionaire. You become a millionaire because you have the expansive energy directed through exact channels that you've constructed. Mm -hmm. Those channels are all basic foundations of Saturn. They're where you're putting the time, the focus, the energy, and you just happen to guess right on those things. Uh, mm -hmm. Or not, maybe you didn't happen as a magician. Maybe you actually were guessing right and you were in line and making choices what would is meaning or happiness if some people choose. Um, I would probably choose meaning over happiness. But mm -hmm. well, I, think, I think too many people look at happiness as the destination. Happiness is not a destination. Um, being content is perhaps a destination. <laughs> happiness is just this, you know, happiness is just a moment in time. It's not like a permanent place. So I don't know if that's really. Well, absolutely. I mean, this gets back to even like, yeah. I know on our Venusian show, we talked a lot about Saturn. Now we're referencing back to Venus on that, you know, emotional addiction. Saturn doesn't play games with that. It's like, that you're bullshit and like what is it that you actually want not what you feel not even what you think what is the core there that's beyond everything mm -hmm. well the truth is though if that's all you're doing is the saturn work right you're not going to be able to keep going so i don't right. want to <laughs> venusian energy like really if you don't love what you're doing you're going to give up right because mm -hmm. there's no passion there to keep going down this structured channel like you just be like whatever yeah. why bother i mean you don't get to like 30 books like Stephanie. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's just not gonna happen because you can apply all the discipline you want. And it's like the willpower studies, it falls down after a while. Well, there are there are a lot of other areas where Saturn is very influential as well. I mean, we talk a lot about, about death, we talk a lot about hard work, but we also need to talk about the different types of situations we go through in life where we are transformed, where we are changed. And Saturn also rules over that too. I mean, think of it, having, having a new baby, getting married, um, retiring from your job, uh, 
losing your good health. Um, and all of these things that are challenges in life that we have to overcome, all of that is influenced by Saturn as well, because we are, we are having to adapt. We have to be able to change the way we think, our perceptions, all of this, and all of that takes work, which is also uh, coincidentally why Saturn is often referred to as the taskmaster planet. Saturn, the, if you're really down with Saturn, you can truly disprove every single conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> it's the same reason, because all project management, you could see how hard is it to do anything? You realize that's the same in life. How hard is it to do actually anything? It's pretty hard if you achieve anything. Congratulations, actually. In a lot of ways, even if you're like me, you're like, you know, the short bus of writers who've got one book done, right? It's still a pretty good accomplishment comparatively because like it has meaning. It took time. It, it was hard, you know, just like even if it may not pay off, even getting a master's degree or writing 30 books, it's still, you're making a lot of choices there, right? The, the easier choice is to do nothing, right? right? That takes no effort. Uh, you don't risk anything um, and you don't get any, you don't gain any meaning or uh, personal power from it. But you also don't risk any personal power from it. Mm -hmm. I think both uh, Stephanie and me can basically, maybe Stephanie's got a thicker skin, but I can say there's some days <laughs> on social media where I just be like, uh, I'm terrible as a, as a cult prophet, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Maybe yeah, not, but. Those are the days you just step back and turn off the computer and walk away. Yep, yep. Those are the days Those you gotta the turn days. the computer, almost turn the phone off and walk away from the conversation. <laughs> So, because uh, we tried to clubhouse, it worked out some. It worked out. It was a couple conversations were a little weird, but because everyone thinks necromancy is, you know, somebody dies and that all those memories in your life, they just go away, especially if you're doing energy work with that person, you don't think there's going to be an effect on you. Yeah. And I think in reference to that, it's, you know, let's stand to, I mean, our experience is around a little bit of necromancy. I know. We've talked about Saturn as a general piece. Um, how does that relate to necromancy? I know everyone says there's reference, but what are your guys' experiences with all that? Well, I think that's that's the thing when you're when you're working with Saturn and doing necromancy. Necromancy, you're basically trying to call forth something from the non-corporeal to the corporeal. You're trying to manifest it, and Saturn is also it, it's just it, it's one of those planets that manifests. So it manifests the dead, but it's also that transition planet. So you have people in physical form transitioning to basically a, a energy source and going off into the ether or beyond the veil or whatever you want to call it and drawing it, drawing that energy source and that consciousness back through that and then somehow manifesting it so that you can communicate with it. That's where Saturn comes in. And not only that, but I think with necromancy, there's a whole process there because the reason we often seek out our ancestors is because we are looking for answers or to feel some sort of connectedness to, to an energy that's no longer present on this earth in a physical form. And maybe even to just understand that death current in and of itself and give it some sort of tangible, um, tangible feeling to it so that we can better understand it to in fact face a fear because so many people have a fear of death um yeah, none yeah. of us like to like to think of 
you know, the world is obviously going to go on after each of us is dead, but none of us really want to imagine. It's not that we can't imagine a world without us in it. It's hard to imagine leaving this world and leaving behind everything we care about and our entire purpose for being, even though, I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're just a bunch of, you know, ants on a log, really hur hurling through space, <laughs> pretty much, you know, in Momentum. this vast universe. Huh? You must know, Momentum Mori, you must know yeah. that you will die. Yes. So, I mean, if, if you really look at it, working with Saturn as far as like necromancy goes, it's almost to bring to, to not only just face fears, which is work in and of itself, which is a very Saturnian thing because Saturn is the planet of work and also trying to bring forth that physical, uh, some sort of physical embodiment of someone who's passed on. So communication with the dead, especially because people want to know that their loved ones are okay on the other side. They want to know that there's something after death, but you can't do that unless you draw that into the physical in some way. So hence we have necromancy. Right. I often feel like when you're doing necromancy, you're at that edge, you're doubly transformed in a way, you know, because you're, you're at the edge of the transformation. You're looking, you're partially broken when you do necromancy. I mean, that sounds weird, but it isn't. Like, and I think everyone listening will understand who's done necromancy. You're literally partially going to this vibration that you're pulling something forward into manifestation, but that means you're partially not manifested at the same time. So it's like you are partially acting as a bridge, as Saturn being the like final link in the chain, as it were, holding you right there. So that way you're sort of leaning over there, reaching in. In Voodoo, we call it the waters, but it's pretty much the same in ceremonial magic. I've heard it described. It's like, I think it's more like acid in ceremonial magic, but it's like you're reaching in in this formless place, trying to pull the personality back and reconstruct the personality. And there is a reconstruction part of this. Um, usually all of the Greek myths deal with the dead and forgetting, mm -hmm. constant forgetting. And most myths and most cultures have a forgetting aspect of this. So you're trying to help them remember, which again is manifestation, or you're helping them remember who they were by bringing them here and then feeding them. And then basically as they remember, they can more interact with you more because they are more tied to the physical world. That's the process of manifestation or re-manifestation, or if we want to take a Bruce Campbell method, re-animation. Well, and, you know, in, in Demonolatry, we call people like necromancers and people who kind of work with the spirit world a lot. We call them walkers between worlds because they do, you know, travel. They tow that line between the physical world and the ethereal world. Well, I think that's what necromancy is hard, you know, right? Mm -hmm. People who don't hold on to the edge, what happens? They lose their shit. We're, I mean, like Saturn-wise, like some of the worst curses are Saturnal because basically it deals with destroying the structure of people's lives, aka their lives fall apart. Uh, right. Not necessarily just their lives, their skeleton falls apart. Mm -hmm. That's literally what a death curse is. Their skeleton falls apart. The framework of their lives falls apart. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of worse things. Well, maybe the skeleton of the mind falling apart also. Um, 
which Saturn also, that's, I've seen Saturn curses that are directly attacking the, the structure and foundations of the mind, in which case people. Or the, or the structure and the foundation of the bodies. One of the worst curses that ever hit me. And I, I tell you, I, I haven't actually had curses hit me often, but one of them that hit me was a necromantic curse. And it was meant to cripple my hands. And I yep. had like, yeah, and it, it literally like got into the bones, so to speak. So yeah, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying. I know that, that is a doubly bad curse because you're yeah. a writer. Mm -hmm. Although now technology has made you, you know, augmented that. So that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be the end of the game anymore. If you don't understand no. technology. Correct. Right. Um, but well, seriously, I was able like, to figure it out and, and disperse it and everything. And I'm, I'm fine now, but yeah. It's very interesting, like in, in, in Voodoo particularly, because like there's one ritual, particular ritual that strengthens a person's head. That's also in Santeria. And it's literally strengthening the bones of their head so they can get a thicker skin, but also so they can get more control. And the opposite Saturn thing is strengthening those bones or strengthening the foundation. That's the beneficial side of it. And mm -hmm. of course, if you have a broken bone and you strengthen the foundations and you don't do the work, you yeah. strengthen foundations that aren't working, uh, which is the bad side of Saturn. Um, well, yeah, I mean, analogous to that, even within like kind medicine of fruit metaphors, like what it's kidneys and water, right? And if we're going back to the, the death waters and your essence directly connected to your skeleton, so what happens if you have too much of that? Well, then you get osteo um, blast and you get bone growth or spurs. If you go the other way, you get a weakness of the bones. Mm hmm. No, it does. It works the same for anything you're doing, whether it's a project or an idea, or if the bones are weak, it, they will they will crumble. I mean, I think that's a good way to actually segue into project. We're talking about the body, but this is where in Saturn, like, if you really want to do anything, I mean, I've already kind of talked about the negative side of Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Actually, like, you know, me and Stephanie work on a Belfagor book, and you know, the reason it. I stopped doing that work is because it seemed Jupiterian to me. Like it was very much like, okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. I'm in the mm -hmm. middle of masters. I mean, like, okay, yes, this idea is great. It's easy money, but there's still some time commitment. Right. Right. There's, there's still, there's every idea I got from Belfagor. I'm like, yeah, this would totally work. It's easy money, but it was still like, okay, I'm in the middle of a master's program. I cannot spend the time to build that. Right. It's like, right. And that, that goes into what you were saying about like, well, if you're not putting the foundation of that Saturn, which is time and focus to go back in a conversation into a project, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's gonna mm -hmm. eventually end up where the project might start, but where you're gonna end up is the tower. Everything's gonna crash down eventually. You know, like, and if you can't put the time down, Saturn is basically the message Saturn would have for you is you're gonna have to figure out what's important. Mm -hmm. or life is going to have to figure out what's important because sometimes you have a choice, but there's bad consequences. Yeah, exactly. Or there's bad consequences across the board and the consequences, which is usually what Saturn's associated with, which is why Saturn's associated with the law too. The consequences are what you're choosing, like in a way, right. not necessarily bad. I don't mean bad. Well, oh, and it's like, you know, if we go back, uh, to maybe a metaphor people do know from mythologies, it's like, what is chronos? It's literally like 
decide that you can get you cut things down but you get a harvest from it too but you have to put the work in and you have to let things kind of grow and cultivate then you get the reaping rewards after mm -hmm. well and that's that's it too i think with some magical work you know it's kind of like if you are doing work with jupiter for example and you have that expansion 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 all these ideas sometimes i think it's you have to combine it you have to combine it to temper that so you combine it with Saturn. Um, and like we were talking like with Belphegor, we've talked about this before where he's more of a passive energy force to where he works better on things already finished. But in order to finish them, you have to do the Saturnian type work first. Yep. So, and of course, and, and like you were saying, in order to get the work done, you have to have that Venusian uh, kind of passion behind it in order to be able to complete something. So when you look at it, all of these, these planetary uh, energies work together and you can't really skip out on any of them, really, if you think about it. I mean, even Mars isn't just about vengeance. So, you know, there's- No, no, no. I mean, I think when we we had the Mars show, um, which we had EA quitting yeah. on, um, which uh, was surprisingly a vulnerable show, for him, like he admitted a lot of things. The martial energy is very similar to Saturn. Like Mars is set up as the purposeful contention of resources, um, different resources, uh, which forces you to decide whether or not it's worthwhile to uh, actually fight that or not. Right. I, I think Saturn is even a more continuation of that, like except now the resources is probably the most precious resource of all, is time and focus. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and also the actual physicality of doing, there is yeah, the follow yeah. the, the follow through that's that goes with Saturn as well. I mean, whereas, you know, Mars has a lot of that energy to help give you give you the energy to move forward. You still need that Saturnian influence to actually physically do the thing, whatever it is. I mean, you get the rush from Mars energy, yeah. right? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> That eternal struggle is quite the same. I think. No, it's, it's, a, like, it's a different. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more like I have skidded past the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you almost need that. You almost, you almost need that that ego, you know, self-assured type attitude, though, and the passion behind it to actually because to put anything that you do out into the world for judgment and for you know, people looking at it or uh, critically uh, criticizing it and all of that, you do kind of have to have a little bit of the ego there. So you need that, you still need that, you know what I'm saying? So it all has to, all has to work together. Well, and I think it's like, we're talking about these pieces with, you know, Mars as a negative piece or how it's personified by most people's viewpoint and think of a Saturn. However, it's like when you're super passionate, what happens? You lay down the law. Like you're like, boom. And then people are like, okay, I can down with this because you're congruent, as they would say. Like you're right into it. So if anyone brings up any counterpieces, you're like, uh, no, straight up. And that that is very saturnal with those boundaries. Well, I think the one thing also that we're not talking about, we talk about projects. I think everyone understands, you know, projects. We can talk about magic too. The whole process of magic is very, maybe not nowadays, because nowadays there's a lot of stuff that I really feel is is either poetry or does not involve the hard work and then people get what they get. Like the gods didn't want to give us the things. I think that's the missing piece of this hard work. Most magic in traditional magical and even chaos magical circuits 
it's all hard work. You're trying to get these skills down. You're continuously trying to get your focus down, which focus again, that's very Saturn, right? You're continuously trying to get focus, imagination skills, all these base things that you have to keep going back to and developing because if you, you get cognitively impaired like COVID, you have to go back and redevelop your skills for the new reality of distraction so you can get focus. All these things people don't want to talk about, but Saturn applies to social relations too. Like, like, oh, what are you putting focus on? What are you putting uh, work on? You might get lucky in those things, but more often than not, it's not totally luck, you know? And then it's like also realizing, you know, which things are worthy to be part of the foundation of people that you have to kind of grow. And all of those things kind of combined. It's like this not nice message and yet, we come back to this idea that Saturn is closest to God or closest to Ascension or closest to all these different magical things that get you past uh, where you're at. So it's, it's like this, the message nobody ever wants to hear is the fraternal message. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever wants to hear, yeah, you got to make hard choices. You got to put hard work in. And after a while, you might get past the slog because you're, going process no one wants to hear that they want to hear every other message than that that's right. why i think i think even in ceremonial magic circles why you read the books why it's considered the great malignant planet besides the fear of death is because it's basically what is pain it's saying sure you can get places you can communicate with angels you you can communicate with god if you can communicate if you do all this work for years and years and years and years and years and how many years have we all been doing magic? <laughs> a long time. A long, long time. A long, long time. Well, yeah, and 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 that's that's exactly the thing, though. I mean, they call it the great work for a reason, don't they? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, but it also, I think, finding one's own great work—that's that's work in and of itself. So, I mean, we could just, you know, probably apply it to just about everything. I mean, that Saturnian energy and, and the work, because I mean, I get, I do get a lot of people who are just starting out who come to me and they want, you know, they want to just, they want this one ritual that will help them, you know, become uh, uh, mediums overnight, for example, they want to be able to do spirit communication. So you're like, okay, well here, try this exercise and repeat it and do it over and over again. And eventually you'll build up those skills. And, and yeah. the thing of it is, is they're like, they, they do it once or twice and then they come back to you and go, yeah, it didn't work. I need something better. I need something faster. And but see, the, the, the thing is, it's like, yeah. I have a real issue with this too. Mm -hmm. Because what are you willing to give up for that? Like almost certainly what you're going to have to give up for a fast transformation is your sanity. That's going to be the cost. Like when we're just fairy magic, I mean, really fair magic, not the wicked, you know, Tinkerbell type magic, although Tinkerbell stole the lost boys out. I always tell people that. She stole them out. People want to know what fairies are like. Even in Disney, Tinkerbell sold out the lost boys. That should tell everyone everything about them. And that was the sanitized version. And that was the sanitized version. But I mean, really, what is the price to get those kind of abilities overnight? <laughs> what kind of transformation has Saturn's transformation planet what kind of transformation has to happen that you go from zero skills to total medium overnight how can your personality not fracture because we have a narrative story that we're living in time and if you're going to make that 
jump of a narrative story, uh, you you know, it's probably it, there has to be a radical reason, or like if there's no reason, you're psyching will invent one, like multiple personality or something else, like that is completely not beneficial to the individual. I've never seen that. Well, I have seen that happen, that people can do that, but not without consequences most people don't want to pay. They don't want to pay those kind of consequences. They think right. they will. They think it's like, you know, Saturn is the ultimate, there's a price for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's a price for that kind of magic right. that nobody would ever want to pay if they're a saint. Well, I mean, I think for all magic, there's some sort of sacrifice involved. And I don't mean like, you know, sacrifice of a chicken. I mean, sacrifice of time, energy, uh, effort, you know, focus. You know, I mean, there are things I've sacrificed for my writing career, for example. My house is not spotless and clean 24-7. You know, I, um, I sacrifice, you know, leaving the kitchen sink filled with dishes for two or three days at a time. There are things I sacrifice for my writing that people, that nobody sees. It's not something I talk about, you know, frequently. But, but I think that goes for anyone, anyone who's maybe a musician or who runs their own business or there are things you sacrifice for what you want in life. And I think, and, and you can apply that to magic. If you're not willing to sacrifice something of yourself, not, I'm not talking like, you know, sacrificing the chicken again. Well, that's a whole different something. show, right? Right, yeah, yeah right. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's a totally it's, different thing. That's a whole like, different show we can talk about. But yeah, I'm talking about like, you know, you still, for whatever it is that you're seeking, you have to sacrifice something of yourself. And sometimes, and sometimes that sacrifice is not a bad thing. I mean, how many parents have sacrificed some of their dreams and stuff and put them off while they're raising their children? And you, you would ask them, well, do you feel like you sacrificed a lot? And they'd be like, oh, it's all worth it. So not, not all sacrifice is bad. We've learned that sacrifice is like this dirty word in Western culture, and it's totally not. Yeah, more often than not, a sacrifice is just a choice. It, it isn't necessarily a bad word. Like, I could choose to watch uh, Netflix 24-7. That doesn't really get me much, you know, or I could summon, I don't know, let's say Lucifer, who in some circles has paternal aspects to them in other books although I wouldn't associate it that way. But still, like, I could do either. And one is going to take time, possibly have psychological repercussions, and one is easy. It does mm -hmm. not. I'm just sacrificing time. I'm sacrificing my attention, but it doesn't really require any effort or any possible psychological consequences. I mean, I think I was talking to a few people who are sponsors, and I said, basically, we did a Jupiter working last a couple of weeks ago, and I said there were psychological consequences for me. That's a, that sacrifice, you know, the fact that I stepped to the plate and owned it, that's part of it. Like, that's part of the magic. I mean, that's, that's the other thing I know nowadays that I kind of get the sense that people want the magic pill, but they don't want the consequences of the magic pill. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Saturn says, I'm sorry, the nature of the universe is you're going to have to pay those consequences either way. Oh yeah, no, like I can even think like a few, what, a few days ago and you know, that was harsh. It wasn't a nice breaky second where I was like, oh, this is easy. It was very much a very harsh one that Andrea had to clean me up from afterwards. Like, you know, that's a hit. I would do that as a healer again. However, that was pretty fucked up when you think about when someone else has to step to a plate to clean up the working I had to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there's a cost to that healing, right? Right. 
Well, and that's it too. Saturn is the planet of consequences. I mean, what what planetary influence, I don't know, shows you the consequences of your actions more acutely than Saturn. And that kind of gets to the last thing. Saturn is the planet of karma in the classic sense of karma, not the neo idea of karma where everyone bad gets bad things happen to them. That isn't the original sense of karma, even in ceremonial magic, when they're talking about mm -hmm. God stepping down and uh, fate, it's more like you reap what you sow, like uh, you've done certain actions and these are the consequences. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean bad consequences. There's a lot of people who, yeah, they get wealthy, but then they feel empty inside. Mm -hmm. That's not every wealthy person, but they reap what they sow. They reap throughout their throughout that what they've been working on like other people who are artists might not have a dime but they feel totally fulfilled inside right because they were i mean i just saw a documentary on oh i forgot the name of the woman out of the uk who was in the 1950s you know that one, yeah. I right i forgot the name of someone in the chat knows the name but basically she lived her life poor with cats and did tremendous art and felt totally fulfilled every interview like I couldn't get any better than this, right? Because she did her art. She's mm -hmm. in communal nation with weird spirits through them and was happy about it. Spare similarly. No, not a penny to his name when he died. But he was pretty happy, right? right. Uh, because he was able to do what he wanted to do with. He, he made choices that aligned and there was consequences to that, but there were consequences that they drew meaning from and they could accept and that was okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I think, one of the things about Saturn is if we didn't have Saturn, or if we were already past Saturn, like we would live in multiple streams that there was no narrative, there was no nothing that you could derive meaning from, because we would literally be able to experience all the choices. And if we could do that, we would be in the like matrix of God. And would we actually ex care? Right. You know, does chaos care? Does the Tao care? I mean, if you get past Christianity and you're straight Judaism, does God really care? It doesn't seem like it. Does it seem like it to you? <laughs> and any of the various interpretations of this, you know, being that as human beings, we can't understand to the point that we have all these other spirits, demons, angels, whatever you want to call it, because we can't get everything. And if we did, we probably would do nothing. Right. That's true. We would probably achieve nothing if it wasn't for the, the what we're talking about, the consequences. And we would just kind of be floating like the dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, you have, it's so, it's just so interesting how that uh, Saturnian energy just kind of seems to flow through every situation. And, you know, I think like one of the things in life is to learn how to balance all of this, all of these natural energy currents that are all around us that, that are the force of life and nature itself and learning how to balance that and, and make your life kind of go with that current so that you will live a fulfilling, happy life. And I think that is ultimately the goal of many magicians is to, is to find that, that place in life where you do feel balanced. There's a balance between the mundane and the spiritual and the mental and the physical and, and all of these things and that you're doing something that that speaks to your soul that is your great work and that you're 
life is, is fulfilled and you do feel like you are connected somehow to the, the ultimate creative force in the universe or God or the God of your or understanding. Right. Or there chaos or whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever. The great luminosity, you know, zero divided by one. We can we keep going. We can keep going from there. Right. The ineffable, un, un, impossible to understand, utter chaos at the horrible center of the universe. We could say whatever. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I mean, well, the thing is, is like when we talk about the modern society, there's also the negative side of this too, mm -hmm. right? The hustle culture. That's the negative manifestation of Saturn if we've ever seen it. The idea that, well, I've heard this meme before, and I, I feel like this, we'll get your opinion on this meme. If you went through this pandemic and didn't pick up a new skill, you failed. Mm hmm right that's the meme right to me that that is no no clearer example of a negative saturnal uh aspect than that mm -hmm. like this is the oh this it would be the same as being in prison which would be negative saturn i mean that's the mindset like hustle 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 but what are you getting like i'm well aware of the hustle 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 i tend to do that myself mm -hmm. um just because that's uh you know well, I think That's some of us it. have more more Saturn influence type personalities as well. You know, some people are just we're just workaholics, which but there is too much of a good thing. And you also have to learn how to balance that with slowing down, taking a breath, you know, having some fun, some downtime, because otherwise you burn out. That is a downside of Saturn, too, because if you hustle, 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 eventually you're going to burn it out. And right. Eventually, the discipline do. breaks down. Right. Yeah. Like. It isn't enough. Um, well, yeah, and you can't other... work at that. You can't work at that level constantly, constantly without the physical body and the mental and your mental state completely collapsing yeah, because yeah. It, it, it makes your foundation weak. Yeah. You're not careful. So there, there's a, I think there's a limit to I, I mean, I think this is a, there. There is definitely a limit. Like, I mean, I think although it is an undercurrent of everything, it isn't the only current mm -hmm. like even though it might be closest. And it gives us the, I think the greatest clues of how you get from point A to point B, even in a magical spiritual setting. And, and if you're doing magic for stuff and you don't have a from physical side of point A to B, it's, uh, you, we already know what happens. There's no manifestation. That's the saturnal aspects of this. But it also like gives you right-sized expectations on the magic. Like, okay, you, you want to be, you change your mental mindset to a millionaire and then read any stories of millionaires who have not gotten the money from their parents. Um, they're very consistent. Yep, they are. They're very, very, very consistent. They always start the same. They might have an idea or two, which we can talk about, you know, ideation, Jupiter, maybe Sun, work to get the confidence, all the other planets, you know, Venus to fall in love with the idea yeah, so you can keep going. And then it's a lot of Saturn. <laughs> and then maybe there's some Jupiterian expansion along the way. There's all these planets coming in there, but then there's a lot of the day-to-day -day existence. It's not the flashes, is mm, go to work, go to work, go to work, get on this, get on this, get on this. And then maybe you have a chance meeting, right? But it's the millionaire stories are very, very, very consistent. Like people think that they just got lucky 
when you read the stories, it's like they were working 70 hours a week. Uh -huh. Like they had an idea and they were working 70 hours a week until it manifested. And then they were on easy street. Right. I'm like, it's like an author. Like I think the first book, this is the real reason I haven't written another book is I was in martial arts and then I was spending about, you know, 40 hours a week just on the book until I got it done. Right. And basically using the martial arts to balance that out. So, it, you know, and work. Uh, and eventually that's all I was doing. Uh, that was a choice. I got the book done. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of, um, I had an idea. I knew what I wanted to say. There's a lot of time manifested. It's like, it's like the millionaire, like attitude, like they're working like 70 hours a week because the strength and beauty of the idea. So carries them through this eternal process, which otherwise, you know, people will break. Right. I mean, it's, even in life, when you're just, you have the discipline aspects, there's still the forgetting aspect. I, I feel like that's the other side of Saturn, the negative side, the spirit side is the forgetting aspect that you get so far into the tasks, you forget what the meaning you were trying to derive is. Yes. No, I, I can relate to that big time because there was a point in my writing career where I got to a point where, because when I started, you know, it was, it was like, it was the love for the story. It was the love for, for writing something down and sharing it with people. And somewhere along the line, especially when you go pro with something, you start losing that. It starts becoming actual work. And you're like, oh crap, I got to write what such and such chapter. Whereas before you were like, oh yay, I get to start such and such chapter. So it's like, you almost have to reclaim your joy at that point. When you reach that point where you've worked on something, worked on something, and then it's just not bringing you the joy that it once was. You have to stop and go, okay, so what am I doing wrong? What have I, have I done with this? And that Saturnian aspect will will turn you into a workaholic. You you can literally become a working machine to where you're so hyper focused, you're not seeing right. everything outside of that. Yeah, well, the positive side might be the keys. The negative side is you're just losing yourself, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just like the dead. That's why this is a greater malignant planet. Like I think the right. negative side of this. It isn't necessarily the the curse work, you know, that your your foundation. It's that the worst curse you can probably lay on someone is that they would forget mm -hmm. that they would forget who they are, and they would just keep going through. And I mean, that's like the living dead. Like how many people are living dead, right? I mean, COVID has kind of snapped people out of that a little bit, but oh, before that, I think a lot of people were in that stage already. Like. They're, just they're going working through the motions. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's work, hard work, but if there's not hard work with that idea that you're going towards, it's just dragging you into the waters. You're losing the form of your being. Mm -hmm. Well, this could probably outlaid the worst curse that you could possibly do with someone right there was the Agent Smith curse right there. Right. Neo, <laughs> I'm here to take away the one thing that matters meaning, your meaning. Right. Well, and then, you know, if you think about like, like everybody, well, not everybody, but most people go through some sort of a midlife crisis. They stop and, and they do, they kind of wake up from that, you know, kind of going through the routine every day. You get to a point where if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you're just like, what is the meaning? It's like, you feel like the living dead. And so I think that's why, you know, a lot of people they'll go out and they'll buy a Ferrari or divorce, divorce their spouse and go find someone younger or, 
all of these things, it's because they're trying to get out of that rut that Saturn, that Saturnian energies kind of put them in. And, and part right. of that is, is our culture, because you're right, like you were talking earlier, how our culture puts us in, into this produce, 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 to where everybody's productivity shamed if they're not constantly producing something and constantly working. And at some point, everybody kind of like jumps out of the rat race and they're like, what the hell am I doing? And then they have to refine meaning in their lives again because they've forgotten. Now, yeah, I mean, and I think, I mean, we, we could have a whole nother show, which we should, on um, this relates to the commoditization. Once you're talking about the work being so commoditized and everything being just uh, a consequence is just a monetary consequence, like it cheapens most things people can do. Like mm -hmm. an artist, a lot of artists I know, including myself as a writer, a lot of artists I know, musicians, once they start make any money on it, it's really hard for them to keep doing it because the commodization process cheapens it. You're, you're no longer free to do whatever you want. You have to respond to social media and keep up uh, all these social media constraints and all the people who were your followers have great big expectations and they make their presence known if you do not meet it uh, because you're no longer free. It's like this eternal consequences there. And it's like consequences for hustling in the way that other people expect you like to do because that's, that's the route that you got into. Like I've heard lots of people once they get, they get some money at this and then like writing fiction or stuff like that. And it goes to what you're saying. It's no longer fun mm -hmm. because now you have to deal with all these expectations, all these choices. And like, then there's like money involved, which is a, is a good consequence, but it's no longer an idea. It's no longer pure. It's no longer um, an expression of yourself and, and these, other forces within you, it's it's like the drudge to get get the next thing so you can get a little bit more money and pay for your basic survival, which is also another aspect of Saturn is the basic survival needs. It's the closest to kind of root chakra elements and stuff like that. Like here's your base materials Saturn, your skeleton, your shelter, you know, then most people that all drags most people into what we're talking about. I think this is why most people don't do magic. They realize it's hard. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, sure, you get to Christians who are totally scared of magic, and they're just gonna be like, "Oh my God," you know. But even they, when they do the the prayers, they don't go so far to do magic, and they purposely don't. They they know what the limit is. You might people listening might say, "Oh well, how can you say that?" Oh, trust me, I know. You can tell. You, you go into non-Protestant churches you could tell they know you can tell the people who know what they wouldn't call it magic they know what they're doing like mm -hmm. they they know what the limit is and where the process starts from this is just a simple wishful thinking to now it's possibly having psychological or spiritual or emotional effects on the world and and they know when to pay those consequences or like they try not to go past those consequences because they know um, right. Right. It's easier to just have wishful thinking, you know, because then you just go through the daily grind. You don't have to think. Mm -hmm. Maybe for some people, that's what's that's the gift Saturn gives is they don't have to think. Just the thought takes energy, takes volition. It takes all the other planets we talked about, like, you know, 
Venus and the moon and Jupiter and everything coming up to here, all when you're thinking, it activates all those things. A lot less energy just to be in a cattle run and not to have to think. It's 8.03. We've only got a few more minutes. Besides, if people are just coming in now, which I see some people coming in, we had an actual, if Jason was still part of the show, he would say supernatural event. Yep. Right at the beginning of the show, I had a fully charged, I had a fully charged laptop. We'd set up everything for the Saturnal side of the ritual. And, uh, the battery drained everything. The internet stopped. It lagged. It lagged. Everything just died. Yeah, and the foundation, down. like, so that right there is the ritual. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so you have so many books, Stephanie. How can people like get more of your information? Uh, like, there's so many books I could talk about that are relevant. Um, but I, I'll instead just have them. You get out to the website because you got right. every one of your books is pretty much good. Um, Demonolatry.org, and that's D-E-M-O-N-O-L-A-T-R-Y.org. As a matter of fact, if you want, I'll type it in into the comments here. And I don't, I don't run the site completely, but I do do a lot of stuff there. And there's a lot of information about Demonolatry, and you can find my page if you go to the blog and like click my name. You can go to my page and see like all of the things that that I have, it has my bio and all of that good stuff. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, or you can find, you can find uh, my page on Amazon under S Conley. So what we're going to do is what we do every show is if we are going to summon the angel Cassio, which if you're a sponsor, that is the angel of Saturn. And he's sort of a famous angel because it was the angel from Supernatural. I mean, it is why I know it's famous, right? Because everyone would know, oh, that angel, that is angel. supernatural. It's a complex angel. Not as I don't think it's as complex as difficult as Samuel when we summoned Samuel. That was that was complex. That's a complex and difficult angel. Um, but it is a complex and difficult angel. And if you are uh, a sponsor, we would love for you to stay because we're gonna do this angel work. And of course it's gonna be recorded and we, we invite everyone to stay, all the, the uh, presenters if they would like to stay, but you know, you know, it's Stephanie's gotta to go too, so yeah. yeah. I, I do, unfortunately, I've got some things I have to finish tonight, so. But if you're not a sponsor, I'm gonna get you the link right now um, to become a sponsor. We have all of the planetary rituals to the whole Sephiroth now up through Saturn. There's a version of ritual and my personal framework on how to do these kind of rituals, which is a little bit different than some of the other books you can get. And pretty good deal for like 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks a month. You're being humble and pretty good. It's fantastic. Right. So <laughs> if you're not a sponsor, let me get the sponsor link in here. As I say every week, every time we do the show, um, I know things are difficult. Stay safe, stay well, do the necessary kind of cleansing to keep yourself okay. I know with COVID now, I know more people getting COVID now mm -hmm. than throughout the whole the whole pandemic. So stay safe, stay well, you know, keep yourself okay, mentally okay, and realize it's okay if you're not. Yep. You, know, you know, just clear yourself out, use some of the tools. Um, and Stephanie, Stephanie's got great tools on demology.org. You think 
demons are not helpful, but they are. Yeah. They can kind of clear you out and help you, especially in times like these. There's oh, basic yeah. banishings that we've covered on the show. Just, just do something for yourself. And that's the best advice I can tell you. Just do something to keep yourself, your head clear, so you can actually get that positive side of meaning. You get the, the positive side of Saturn, the meaning based on the idea that you're pursuing, not just the drudgery. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming Thank on the show. We'd love to have you back, you know, again. As soon as you're not as busy again, maybe I'll convince you, you know. Yeah, maybe sometime this summer. I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah, on a lighter maybe. schedule. Well, there yeah. you go. Isn't that when you said you wanted my takes on the Belfogo book? Yes, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We can have, a, we can have a whole discussion about that. My rituals do actually involve a chicken for Belfogor, so it was funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> With All that, right, guys. Keep it down the rabbit hole out and wish you the best. And I will stop recording.